Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. The purpose of this podcast is so that we can help strengthen marriages. For those marriages that may be on rocky ground, we want to help make you stronger. For those marriages that are good, we want to help take you to the next level of being a great marriage. For those marriages that are great, we want to encourage you to be a blessing to others. That's the purpose of this podcast is to strengthen your marriage, whatever state your marriage is in. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome I back. am super excited. Are you excited, dear? I am excited. Yes, because we are debuting our podcast and we want to start off talking a little bit about ourselves okay. just to kind of give you some background information. Uh, we ask that you guys bear with us because, of course, we're going to come from two different perspectives on how we met. Um, but two different perspectives. Are you sure? Because I think I only have the one perspective, which is the right perspective. <laughs> Y'all notice that little uh, chuckle. In any event, yes, there are two perspectives, and mine is the right perspective. So I think I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Ladies first, right? Yep. Okay. So anyway, again, welcome to our podcast. A little bit about Doug and Renee. Doug and I can at least agree that we both met in high school. Yes. We met in high school, and we had a couple of classes together. We did. Um, dear, are you going to let me tell this oh, story? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Y'all see, y'all see how this is going already, right? All right. So, oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord Jesus, help us. So, um, this is only podcast number two. Yes. <laughs> number one. Number one. Number intro. One. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, in any event, we are, uh, we met in high school and we, uh, went to, high school in New York City. That's where we met. We took a couple of classes together. And one of the classes that we took, we sat right next to each other. And we used to have conversations and bantering, which was um, much like we just did a few moments ago. But we had, uh, we were disruptive to the class. So the teacher finally decided, I'm going to separate you guys. So he put us on opposite sides of the classroom, well, that didn't stop us, Doug and Renee. We continued across the room to have disagreements, bantering, and conversations. Um, I think we both could agree that that was the start of our relationship. Um, we really didn't uh, have any attraction to one another at the time. The teacher decided that he was going to put a stop to all of this conversation. So he wrote down Doug's phone number and handed it to me and said, you guys are going to have a conversation on your own time. So I'm going to fast forward to that summer. The That summer, I was sitting at home one day and I was bored and I was flipping through my phone book. Yes, some of you listening to this podcast are like, phone book? What's a phone book? So we're kind of dating ourselves going back to 1984 when we met, 1985. Yeah when we actually started dating. So in any event, we, um, I called him and we called and spoke to each other uh, several times throughout that summer. And then when we returned back to school that fall, we started uh, 
chatting more and <laughs> hanging out and going to the movies. I don't know why he's laughing, y'all. This is the God honest, oh true story. Oh so we started going to the movies together. And before we knew it, we became an item. He did say to me, and he will probably say he does not remember this, but during this summer, he said, I want to ask you something when we got back to school. He never did ask me officially to be his girlfriend. But after going to the movies uh, for a couple of months, we just automatically became an item. Um, and that's how we met. Now I'll let you tell your side of the story, which is a little slanted, to say no, the least. It's not slanted. It's the truth. Mm. Um, so what we did was we were in high school. And, and like when they said, we were in the same class, same marketing class. I think it's um, important to note that, you know, we both grew up in New York and most of our family is still up there, but that's how we met. And I'm, I'm not, I'll let you tell your version right now and then I'll get <laughs> to my, truth, my version later on, <laughs> but, um, or the correct version or the truth, but that's how we met. And sometimes I think, um, 1987 is when we got married. You think? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that did come out right. Okay, we got married in 87. But sometimes I think about all the people who, you know, may have gotten married in 87 and how many could possibly still be married in 2020. That's what I was getting at. Not so much that. And I know it's God's grace. God has graced us to uh, be married this long. But um, 87, it was, you know, we were high school sweethearts. I graduated, or we graduated in 87, got married, went in the Navy. I went in the Navy. And um, from there, when I got out, fast forward, um, well, we were not saved when we got married. Yes, so let's start there. We're going to start there. We, And I know, you know, we. this is a, a Bible-based uh podcast and we're going to tell you about our marriage we will share our marriage with you but one of the things we'll tell you about our mistakes and things we did but we were not saved when we got married wasn't thinking about being saved wasn't thinking about the lord anything like that and so for the first uh four years or so when i was in the navy uh, neither one of us was saved and then um got out the military fast forward got out the military and we moved from Virginia to Texas. And from there, we went to a small uh, church in Lancaster. That's how they pronounce it down there, Lancaster, Texas. Cedar Valley Christian Center. I think it was Cedar Valley Family Church at the yes. time. Yes. Pastor Glenn Young and his wife, um, Carolyn. Sister yes. Carolyn, God yes. bless her. So that's the yes. um, They were our first pastors. And it was at this point in time, where even though I got invited to the church by um, Deborah Kazee, I believe, she invited me and neither one of us was saved. But you came because you were like, who is this invite? Who is this woman inviting my husband to church? So mm -hmm. And so you came and you actually got saved before me. Yes. And so that was interesting in and of itself, because that that shifted the dynamics in our household. Um dramatically. 
And it stayed that way for a while. When I say a while, I mean years. And it was at that point in Cedar, when we were at Cedar Valley, you know, I started, you know, well, how do I put this? I'm, this is our marriage and we'll put all this, all this, all of this is in the book, forthcoming book. So I don't want to give it all out. You got to buy the book. But but, uh, let's just say I didn't want to be married. And that's when you learned how to pray. Um, Am I putting words in your mouth? No, no, no. Absolutely. That was certainly um, sometimes situations and circumstances will teach you how to pray. It will force you to pray. It will force you into the arms of God. And that's pretty much what happened at the beginning of my salvation. So um, just to backtrack. One of the things when we're teaching premarital class, one of the things we always tell our class is that even though we didn't or we weren't um, saved, we did have or follow godly principles. And one of those principles or biblical principles, one of those principles was when God told Abram, you know, get your family, get up and go and I'll show you where you need to go. And so that's something we did as a family because it was just me, you and our oldest son at the time. And we just left our family, left everybody in New York, uh, went to Texas, did did not know anybody. Well, your girlfriend and her family were down there. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have any family in Texas at the time. And it was just the three of us. And that's where we learned each other. <laughs> yes, yes. And you <laughs> know what? Much like this coronavirus that we're dealing with, a lot of couples are having to learn how to deal with one another. Yeah. Um, because God will put us in situations that will force us, if you will, to learn how to get along, uh, not to quote the phrase from Rodney King, but can we all get along? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had to figure out a lot of things and, um, we went through a trying period that was really self-inflicted, um, when our marriage, and we'll get into this at a later point in the podcast a podcast episodes, one of those. But um, we went through that. And then at some point in time, we we were arguing, literally, to me, it seemed like every day. Yes, we it was every day. And I remember, I don't remember the year this happened. But again, I'm going to date myself to those of us who um, watch sports. If this was, I got saved on a Wednesday night. And I remember it was a Wednesday night because I didn't want to go up to the altar on a Sunday. I was trying to play games with God. And so this is this is all our background. So I'm just telling you our background. And I didn't go on a Sunday morning when, you know, everybody was at church. I definitely went on a Wednesday night. And my whole point in going up and um, saying the sinner's prayer, my whole point was just so when we go back home, when we went back home and we got in an argument, I could say, well, at least I'm saved. Because at that point in time, I all I remember is Renee telling me, you need to get saved. You need to get saved. You need to get saved. And you need to get right with the Lord. So I wanted to have a comeback. Say, okay, I'm saved now. So, you know, you can't say anything to me. <laughs> but so, you know what? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. And because he confessed it, I walked in that thing until it manifested in the natural. Yep. I said he saved. I started claiming it. He went up to that altar and made that uh, sinner's prayer confession. I was confessing that my husband is a man of God. Mm -hmm. And then from there, 
I can I cannot tell you the actual date that I you know got saved. And I know some people could say on July twenty third, you know, two thousand three, I got saved or whatever date. I, I can't do that. That's not my that's not my um testimony because I was trying to to be that that cool dude and just try to play games and get around it. But I do remember um, being filled with the Holy Spirit. That was on a Monday night. And I remember Pastor Glenn had a special service. And it was the same night that Michigan played North Carolina in the NCAA <laughs> final game. I remember that. Because that, that was the game with Chris Weber uh, called timeout. And then he had a timeout. And I missed that game. You know, there was no DVR back then. I missed that game. And I would... And for me, who somebody who's a big sports buff, like sports at the time, I love sports. And for me to miss that game, to me, it just showed my hunger for being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so that was late 90s. So imagine if he had decided to watch the game, he would have missed out or could have possibly missed out on something much bigger and much greater that God had planned for him that evening. Yeah. That's interesting. That's deep. Yes. To God be the glory. We need to, that's a, I'm just going to pause right there for a second and say, when the Lord is nudging you to do something, don't, don't dismiss it because God is omniscient. God is all knowing. He knows what's best for us. He knows what he has plans for us planned for us. So it's imperative for us to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit because there are so many opportunities, so many blessings, so many open doors that we may miss out on because we want to follow our own agenda. We want to watch this on TV or we want to Netflix and chill. We missing out on what God has. Mm -hmm. And what God has for us is better than what the world has for us. It's better than any Netflix or BET special or whatever it is we could watch on TV. God is great and he does all things well. I'm about to cash out you some money. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, one of the things, and again, this is all of our story and we'll definitely get into this. But because, because you got saved first. And you were the spiritual one in our house. Once I, once I got saved, got filled with the Holy Spirit and started walking into you know, me being the priest of the home, that caused conflict in our house because the, the balance, I'm going to say the balance of power, but the dynamics were shifting in our mm-hmm. house because you were, you know, I, I allowed you that to do, to be that person to be the spiritual head of the house. And that's not, that wasn't God's plan. Has never been God's plan for the wife to be the uh, spiritual head of the house. And so we had conflict with that and we got through that some kind of way uh, to God be the glory. Yes. To God be the glory. I don't know how we got through that, but I, I know we got through it. And from there we went from Cedar Valley to the potter's house. And we were there for a few years when Bishop Jakes first moved down to Texas. Yes. And the only reason we left Texas is because all of our families on the East Coast. Yeah, we started missing family. Yeah. You know, had several unfortunate uh, losses. I lost my sister. I lost my grandfather and was really starting to feel 
the void of of having um, family, being able to see family more often. Um, just remember, you know, just a little plug right here. God did institute family before the church, so it's important mm-hmm. to um, leave and cleave, but you know, also remember, you know, your family and 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 be there for them. And that was something that I definitely uh, was missing. So we moved to Maryland, left the Potter's house, moved to Maryland, where we, in early 2000, 2000 and we've been at Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church in D.C. Yes, shout out to our pastors, the Archbishop Alfred A. Owens and Dr. Co-Pastor Susie C. Owens and T. Cedric Brown, Associate Pastor. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I know why you looked at me. I'm not going to say it. But <laughs> that's my man. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've been there for 20 years. And I think when we first joined, I can say when we first joined the church, but somewhere in our first few years of joining Calvary, uh, Bishop wanted to meet with us. Because that's, if anybody knows Bishop Owens, he just has a heart for people. Yes. And so he wanted to meet with us and he met or he did meet with us. And he said, you two, you should be in the, you should join our marriage ministry. <laughs> and we were in his office and he said that. And I'm thinking, no, <laughs> no, not going like, to happen. Is it us or should you look for another? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, you are so wrong. You miss God on this one. <laughs> and so um, when we left his office sometime after that, I joined security, security ministry. Renee joined the greeters. Mm-hmm. And it was a good four or five. How many years it was? I think it was we... about it was about four years. But let me let me pause for a second so we could fill in the little gaps. Although Doug at this point is saved, I'm saved, and we're both going to church and serving God um at the Potter's house and at our um the church that we joined. And then coming to Calvary, there was still a lot of challenges in oh, our yeah. marriage. Yeah. We were still learning how to have a kingdom marriage, if you will, to have a marriage that exemplified Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. That took many years yeah. for us to get to that point. So when Bishop said to us that we should be in a marriage ministry, I think we both were looking at each other and saying, Thank God we still here married. <laughs> you talk about being in marriage ministry. We good to go being married, Lord, help us. And I don't even know if we ever really invested in a marriage conference up until I don't know how many years we had been married. Marriage anything at yes. that point. We never even attended marital counseling nope. together. I went to speak to our pastor's wife who nurtured me and mentored me uh, when I first got saved, which is why I became a praying wife. Um, But we never went together to talk about all the different things we're going to talk about in our podcast, like finances and communication and respect and sex and and all of the things that marriage encompasses. So, um, so we're we're at Calvary, and Bishop says, "Hey, join the ministry." We don't. Uh, we rebel and go our separate ways. Go to join different ministries, <laughs> and 
Again, self-inflicted wound. This is all in the book. His story, her story, God's glory. Um, <laughs> but we will definitely talk about, you know, what happened to us during that um, transition or that period in our marriage. Because I think we had been married at that point, 16, 17 years. It was 17 years when we went in his years. office. And then three years later, we found ourselves selves in marital counseling and yeah, in, in marital counseling as we're planning to go to hawaii for our 20th anniversary y'all yeah we are in marital <laughs> counseling with tickets i think it was a couple of weeks um after that that we were going to hawaii together talk about a nice not so great trip i oh, don't know <laughs> and i know people congratulate they were congratulating us oh you guys are going to hawaii 20th anniversary, and that if they only knew. Yeah, we like, yeah. yeah, we were excited about going to Hawaii. I don't know if we was excited about going with one another. Yeah, those tickets were non-refundable. That's the reason we went. Because if those tickets would have been refundable, there's no way we would have went. But, um, so we're 20 years in marriage, and here we are sitting in counseling. And um, with Pastor Brown at the time and his wife, Lady Bobettes, give them a plug. Yes. I always put an S on her name. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> we have much love, much love. Much love for those two. <laughs> yes. And so they sat us down and they uh, counseled us. Yes. And uh, got us back on track, which wasn't easy. Um, we, we are firm believers in marital counseling. That is something we believe in 100%. Premarital and marital counseling. Yes. Because to me, if you, this is just Doug, if you are building in a, a building or a house and you put 20 years of your blood, sweat and tears into it, why would you just walk away from that without trying to figure out how to fix it if there's something wrong with your house? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's good, dear. Yes, like absolutely. You put in 15 years, 16 years of literally blood, sweat, and tears into building this house. And if there's something wrong with the house, you don't just walk away from it and let somebody else come and claim what you put blood, sweat, and tears on mm-hmm. into. You figure out how to fix it. And so... And more importantly, God's house. Yeah. Yep. So, Marriage is God's design. Yeah. So for us not to invest in, in what God gave us, is is not honoring God with yeah. what he gave us. And okay, so so we go through counseling and then we finally wind up in the marriage ministry. Yes. And shout out the elder holders. Uh elder holder and oh they both elders. Yes, elder at, holder and elder holder. <laughs> <laughs> at Calvary, shout out to them. Uh they took us under their wing. Yes. And they taught us so much. Uh, regarding marriage and ministry. And I think they were the first person, maybe one of the first people we heard say marriage is a ministry. Maybe it was co-pastor Susie, uh, but we were, that's where know. we learned in well, in Calvary that marriage actually is a ministry. It is a ministry. So whether you find yourself in an official marriage ministry at your church or not, if you're married, you are a marriage ministry. Your marriage is a ministry. You're ministering to somebody. Well, ministering to each other first. To foremost. each other, yes. But people are watching. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's it's similar to like um, singing or preaching or any other ministry that people see. Not everybody can sing. Not everybody has a ministry to sing. 
not everybody has a ministry to pe- preach or teach or, you know, some something along those lines. So not everybody is going to be called into the ministry of marriage. And I think where people get off track is, you know, hey, the Lord called me into the ministry of marriage. Mm-hmm. I say, okay. I don't even know if people say that. I think people just say, I want to be married. Oh. Because on the outside looking in, it looks so beautiful. It looks so fun. It looks like a good thing. You know, people would rather not be alone, um, be with someone who, um, even if it's not healthy, they'd mm-hmm. just rather be with someone. And that's not what marriage ministry is. I read a book one time, I think it's called A Sacred Marriage. And the author presents the thought of what if God designed marriage to make you holy and not happy? Hmm. Mm. Think about that. Mm. Holy, not happy. Yeah. I don't want to get off subject, but there's nothing in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible does it say marriage was designed to make you happy. Not at all. It's not in the Bible. Trust me. It is not there. So <laughs> anyway, I don't want to get off subject. So we, we at Calvary, we join the ministry. Uh, the holders take us under their wings. And we are um, actually when we join the marriage ministry, and this is funny, and elder holders, I love them. I love them. They, they, we were helping them teach the premarital class. <clears throat> and they said a premarital class, I think, was on a Wednesday or something like that. And our whole goal was just to help help them. It wasn't to teach the class. It wasn't anything like it was just to teach the class. It was to help them teach the class. And so they had an emergency, I want to say like on a Wednesday morning or Tuesday night. And they were like, oh, you two teach the class. And me and Renee are looking <laughs> at each other like, teach the class. Teach the class. <laughs> it's a setup. Teach the class. <laughs> they set us up. Oh, my goodness. And that was the first time we taught premarital class. I don't even remember which subject it was which particular class it was, but uh, they saw something in us that we didn't see in ourselves. And a big, again, big shout out to, to elders holders, elder David and elder Brenda. Holder. Yep. yep. Love them. And so we've been in marriage ministry since, and I think that's our history in a nutshell. We'll go in and out, you know, add some, some more depth and context to our history, but that's pretty much who we are. And, you know, we're empty nesters now. Well, anyway, that's yes. the <laughs> Yes, we are. We are. <laughs> another story and, for another podcast. Yeah. And we have our granddaughter, but we are just, just want to be vessels used by the Lord. Yes. Yes. So we, we certainly thank you. Uh, we'll certainly dive more as you listen to this podcast You'll learn more about Doug and Renee, who we are, and how God is using us in the midst. Uh, we look forward to releasing our book uh, pretty soon, Our Story, um, or His Story, Her Story, God's Glory. Um, it's going to certainly be very transparent about who we are and what we've been through, because it is our design um it is by God's design, but our mission to help other marriages. Mm-hmm. We believe that's why God has sustained us through all that we've been through so that we could be there for someone else. So we certainly thank you for taking the time to listen to us banter yeah. and, and chat and hear a little bit about us. But we just want to let you know that 
God loves you, and we do also. Okay, so <laughs> anybody who goes to Calvary gets that. But uh, <laughs> uh, but the future next next few podcasts will be about communication. Yes, we're going to talk about communication, the different aspects of communication. Mm-hmm. We want to ensure, especially during this time, while a lot of families are at home, yeah. you're having. Um, to be all on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to make sure that your communication is good. Your communication is godly. And your and communication is effective. Yes, that's imperative. Good, but healthy you, communication. And I'm not going to belabor the point, but, it, you know, during this whole COVID-19, you hear stories on the news about people getting divorced because they now they're home with their spouse. You know, it's like, you're home with your spouse and you can't communicate. So now you're getting divorced. To me, that just doesn't Mm-mm. add up in Mm-mm. any way, shape or form. But that, that'll that come in the next few podcasts. We'll just, just do it up. We will deal with communication and the great aspects of godly communication with your spouse. Again, thank you for joining our mm-hmm. podcast. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Blessings. We're out. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.